As I was getting ready for this message, I, I did a little research on Google. Because, you know, everything you find on the internet is true, right? It's, it's true. Everything's true. No, it's not. All you kids out there, it's not true, all right? So I, was, I wanted to know what's the top 10 things to do over Christmas break. I just I want to know in case I want to do the top 10 things. And so I, I looked all high and low. I searched the websites, and I came across a bunch of bloggers that have just ideas that I'm totally not on board with. Just honestly, I, I disagree with them. Like there were bloggers who said, over Christmas break, we should pay a visit to the public library. Now, I mean, no offense to the public library or the librarians, but I'm just like, I'm still got that, that school kid in me. That, that I'm, I'm out for school, right? I'm, I'm out of school. I'm not going, I don't want anything to do with school right now. I just, I want to go to that. Another, another person in their blog, they wrote that over Christmas break, you should make some doctor's appointments. What? No. I'm going to take off work to do that. I don't want to take up my free time going to the doctor, right? Right? And then somebody else in another blog, they said, um, what you should do over Christmas break, something that would be great for your family to do over Christmas break is to go shopping. Like, we just shopped for like a whole month solid. We've been shopping, getting ready for Christmas, and we're going to go over Christmas break to shop some more. And then the one, um, the one that kind of got me was, uh, was the, the last one I'll share with you. It's over Christmas break is a great time to learn a new language. And I'm like, okay, tell me anybody who's learned a language in like six days. Any, anybody has ever done that before? No, it's, it's just, that's not what I want to do over Christmas break. But I was looking, I was looking, just help me find one place. And I found one list that said, over Christmas break, you should go look at Christmas lights. And I like that one. I think, man, that's, that's, what you, that's something you could do over Christmas break. Go look at some Christmas lights. Go have some fun. I, 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 th- I love Wichita Falls, all the lights that we have. I just love that. I've loved lights since I was a, a kid. I've always loved to be. I, like, I was the one that was getting our Christmas tree down from the attic. I'm the one that's putting up the garland on the staircase. I was the one growing up uh, putting the ornaments on the trees. I'm the one, like... Also, under the trees, checking all the presents. You know what I'm talking about, right? I was that kid, and I've always loved Christmas lights, but now, now that I'm a little bit older, I don't, I don't like putting up the Christmas lights, but I like to look at the Christmas lights. Does anybody else, anybody else with me today? You don't, you, don't, you don't like doing it, but I like to look at it. I like to look at it, and so um, here's the thing about Christmas. Christmas comes at the darkest season of the year. It's the darkest time, literally the darkest season of the year. For the Northern Hemisphere, it's about half of the world, by the way, it's the darkest time frame of the year. And God put Christmas, the birth of his son, in a season when the sun sets a little bit earlier. In fact, just a couple days ago, we had the winter solstice, right? All right, summer solstice is the, is the longest day of the year, shortest night, it's the longest day of the year. We have a son who was born on the summer solstice, June 21st. His name's Garrett. He was born on, on June 21st, it's the longest day of the year, just ask his mom, right? Longest day, joke there. But then uh, the, the winter solstice is the shortest day of the year, shortest day and, the, and it's the longest night of the year. So we just went through that a couple days ago. And, and the thing about Christmas lights is, you guys know this, so I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but it, it starts in the stores like around Halloween, doesn't it? Like before, before Halloween's even done, they're putting Christmas lights up, and then 
Thanksgiving, we've got all of our stuff up. By December 1, like we're pretty much ready. We've got everything ready to go on Christmas lights. And then there's always the one guy in your neighborhood who leaves his lights up all year long. Do you know who, any, anybody brave enough to admit that's you? A couple of you like, yeah, we, we leave ours up all year. Uh, Eric, our worship director over here, he told me a story about how a couple years ago they left their lights up all year long. So, man, I, this took so much time, I'm just going to leave them up all year. And next year, they're going to be ready for us. Except the next year rolled around and they were all fried. They were baked and the, none of them worked, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah, just Christmas lights are so fun. Now, I love, I love light. I've always loved fire, too. I've always loved that kind of stuff. Here's the thing about light in the Bible. Light in, is a major theme in the Bible. I mean, from the beginning until the very end of the Bible, you see light all the way through it. And here's the thing. Chances are this year, you've probably been through some dark days. You've probably been, been through some times and some seasons in your life this year that you wouldn't wish on your worst enemy. You, you've had some, some heartaches, maybe. You've had some seasons of disappointment. And and the Bible tells us that that's going to happen. I, I, don't, I, don't, I'm, I don't want you to expect those dark days to come. Like, I don't want you to live looking for a dark day around every corner. But you need to know dark days are going to happen. That's why Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, e even though people may live for many years, they should enjoy every one of those years. But they should also know that there will be many dark days. What are those dark days? It's dark days of confusion where you're not sure where to turn. Dark days of conflict, where you've got, there's a rub in a relationship with somebody. It's a dark day of, maybe it's disappointment, where you thought you were gonna get the promotion, you thought you were gonna get the job. Something happened, and it didn't turn out the way that you wanted it to. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a dark day of loss and grief, where you've lost someone close to you. It's a dark day. Or maybe it's a, a dark day of stress and anxiety and fear or heartache depression. We go through those dark days. In fact, Isaiah prophesied it in Isaiah 8. He predicted that, that they're going to look towards the earth and see only distress and darkness and fearful gloom. And, and that they're going to be thrust into utter darkness. And then the next chapter, he prophesied that, that Jesus was going to be born. He said that the people who walk in that utter darkness, that they're going to see a great light and that light is going to shine on all who've been living in the shadow of death. And here's the thing. God wants to shine a light on your life today. God wants to shine a light in the middle of your darkness today. God wants to shine a light in the middle of your dark day. Do you believe that? I really, I really do believe that. And so the question of the day is, is this. How do we get the light of Christ into our lives? And the answer is you've got to turn to the light of Christ. How do you get the light of Christ? You've got to turn to the light of Christ. You've got to open up your life to the light of Christ. And the Bible is filled front to back with references to light. The Bible actually says that without God, there is no light. Like you can't even have light. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 5, that, that that's God. God is light, that in him there is no darkness. It says, the Bible says that at the beginning of creation, the first thing God created was was actually light. It says in, in Genesis 1 that in the beginning God created heavens and the earth and God said, let there be light. And it was good, there was light and he says that light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. So light is this theme all throughout scripture. And then 2,021 years ago, 
God sends his son, Jesus, to the earth at Christmas time. It's the whole reason we're here tonight, is to celebrate his son, who in John 12 said, I have come into the world as a light. I've come here to light up the darkness. I've come so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. So today what I wanted to do, I wanted to take a few minutes and just kind of share with you a couple thoughts I have about light, okay? Um, Again, I went back to Google because it's been years since I've been in school. And I forgot a lot of things. I got a lot of kids in the room today. I forgot a lot of things. I forgot about photosynthesis and all, of the, all that kind of stuff. But I, I rediscovered that there's seven types of light. You've got x-rays. You've got gamma rays. You've got ultraviolet light. There are microwaves and radio waves. There's, there's all visible light. There's all kinds of light. But we often only think about light in, in the terms of these things that are shining down on us, right? And we just walk into a room, flip the switch, and there's light. We walk out every morning, the sun is shining, there's light. We think of light as illuminating. But, but I don't want you to forget that light can also be purifying. That light can also be cleansing. That light can also be warming. Light, can, light is used so much more than just to illuminate things. It's... it's it's so much more than that. And so as we look at these pro- uh, principles and these properties of light, I learned a lot about God through the process. And I want to just give you four properties, four things that we can learn about God through light, okay? Having the light of Jesus in us. Number one is this, that light can actually clarify things for us. Light clarifies things. What do, what do you do with the first thing you do when you walk into a room? What do you do? Flip the switch on, Right? Because it's, it's not rocket science, it's, not, it's just common sense that you see better when there's light than you do in the dark, right? I mean, that's just the way, it's, we, we've come to know that. I mean, most, a lot of the world doesn't know that, a lot of the world still doesn't have electricity. We have that here. So you, you, you go out into the middle of the jungle, they've got none of, none of that stuff. So we're just used to like, oh yeah, just flip on the light switch. Now, um, Ephesians chapter 5, 13 Paul just, he gives us one of those obvious statements. Light makes things easy to see. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for that obvious statement, man. That was so good. It really made a difference in my life. Easy to see. Yes. Now, light illuminates. It Light exposes. Light, uh, let me see here. Um, got a couple things here. Um, so if... If you were having surgery, the surgeon, he would run the lights as bright as he can, right? When, when, when you're having surgery, the, the surgeon wants the lights as bright as he can because he wants to see every little detail. There's never been a surgeon who walked into the, to the OR room and he goes, you know, these lights are just too bright today. I just think, uh, I'm in more of like a bar lounge mood. Can we just, can just bring it down a little bit? Yeah, hand me, hand me that tool, whatever that is over there. No, no surgeon ever did that, Right? Because they want to be able to see, and aren't you thankful that they want to be able to see when they're operating on you? Now, if I, if I said, hey, let's go on a, on a night hike up the Wichita Mountains, Mount Scott. Let's go on a night hike. What kind of light would you want to bring? Got, turn, turn the lights down there, uh, Randy. Let's, let's bring them down to zero. I mean, would you want this little keychain light like this? Is this the kind of light you want? I mean, this light does absolutely nothing. It's useless. Little Mickey Mouse light, right? Or if we're going on a hike, would you want 
something a little bit more powerful, maybe, a, maybe one of these new LEDs, right? Man, it just brightens things up, get them ghost stories going, right? You, you want something, a little, or maybe, maybe you would want something more like, like this thing right here. This is, this is like a camping lantern, right? You're walking around, you, man, you're lighting up the room with this bad boy. Which light do you want? Yes, thank you. You want this light? Close it up. Turn it on. I can't see now. Turn, turn on over. Uh, yeah, get a little like this. Come on, it's got a beam on it. You're just shining that thing around. Sorry if I'm hitting anybody in the eyes. But man, you want, you want the, the most powerful light that you can get. Thank you, Randy. So now here's the thing. In the journey of life, when you're on the journey of life, what kind of light do you want? When, when you're walking through life, what kind of light do you need? Do you, want, do you want that little Mickey Mouse keychain light? Man, it's like, it's good for nothing. Like, I don't even know why this exists. Is this what you want? Or do you want the big lantern, the camping lantern? You want as much light as you can. So where do you find that kind of light? Where do you find that kind of light? It's found right here in Jesus. John chapter 8, verse 12. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He says, if you follow me, you won't be stumbling through the darkness. You won't, you won't be trying to find your way through because living light will flood your path. And so here's the spiritual application for today, for this, is that in dark days, I need the light of Jesus when I can't see my way forward, when I can't see where I'm going. And here's my question for you this Christmas is where do you feel like you're in the dark? Where do you feel like you're confused? Where do you feel like... There needs to be some clarity in your life. Where do you feel that you need God's light to shine and give you direction? And, and here's the thing. A lot of us in life, we want to do it our way. We want to call the shots. We want to be in control. But Isaiah chapter 50 says it this way, that anyone out there who doesn't know where they're going, if you're groping in the dark, here's what you do. Don't trust yourself. No, trust in God. Lean on your God. He will direct your path. He will lead you. So light clarifies. But number two is light cleanses. It cleanses things. We forget about this property. We forget about how light does more than just shine, but it also disinfects, it sanitizes. It cleans things up for us. And, and um, in New York, New York City, they've uh, opened a, in the last several years, opened a, an ultraviolet water treatment uh, plant. So, so they pump this, their water about 100 miles away. They pump it into the city, and they have to have a way to treat this water, to clean the water. And so they're using the sun's power, ultraviolet light, to clean up to 2 billion gallons of water a day. And then since COVID, they're using ultra, ultraviolet light to clean their subway systems and all of the public transportation and all of that. So light actually cleanses too. And in a similar way, that that light cleanses things in the natural, getting the light of God in your life can actually cleanse your sin. It can cleanse you from, from immorality. It can cleanse you from the life that maybe you've been leading and living. It can cleanse you from everything that's not like God. In fact, John wrote it this way in 1 John, that if we claim to have fellowship with Jesus, but we walk in darkness, we lie. We don't, we don't live out the truth. He goes on to say that if we walk in the light, if we walk in Jesus, if we walk in this light that he has for us, then we have fellowship with him, with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, 
cleanses, it purifies us, it washes us clean from everything that's not like him. It cleanses us. And so here's the, here's the application. In dark days, when you're going through a dark day, you need the light of Jesus when you want a clean start. I don't know about you, but I, I've needed a few clean starts over the years. I'm going to need a few more, I think. God's still working on me. He's still doing a great work in my life. But when you need a clean start, come on, that's when you need the light of Jesus in your life. So here's the question. This Christmas, what in your life needs to be cleaned? What needs to be cleansed? What, what is it in your life? Maybe it's a secret sin or it's a, an addiction, something that nobody else knows about. What is it that needs to be cleansed with the light of Jesus Christ? And then, you, and then you invite him in. You ask him, Lord, shine your light on this area of my life. Clean me up. Wash me. Make me new. Lord, disinfect my life. All of the junk, all of the stuff, all of, all of, the, all of the impurities. God, clean me up. And that's what we do. In fact, this is what it looks like to be completely cleansed. Ephesians 5 says that in the past, you used to be full of darkness. But now you are full of light in the Lord. So live like children of the light. Light brings every kind of goodness. You want to know what living in the light looks like. Light brings goodness. Light brings right living. Light brings truth. Light brings the hope and the power and the truth of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. We need to be cleansed by the light of Jesus. Amen? So light clarifies. It cleanses. But number three, light can cure. It can cure. So it can heal our diseases. Um, scientists are discovering right now, they discover that, um, that light can actually be used for so many different things, uh, especially in the medical world. We're using lasers now to, to do surgeries. We use light therapy for depression, where you can buy a light box and put it in your home and, and it helps you with depression. Uh, in dermatology, they use blue light to treat acne, red light to treat wrinkles, Okay, all of, these, all of these different lights, uses for lights. But just like it can cure in the natural, I'm, I'm here to tell you that the light of Jesus can cure in the supernatural. The light of Jesus can cure your, not just every disease, but every area where you are diseased. Every area where you've got, where you've got a, 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 a you're, you're depressed or you're worried or you're sad. Every area where you're emotionally downtrodden. Let me tell you, Jesus is there to supply every need that you have. And, and here's the spiritual application, is that in dark days, I need the light of Jesus when I'm wounded and when I'm in pain. I need the light of Jesus when I'm depressed. I need the light of Jesus when I'm discouraged, when I'm going through a hard time, when I'm disappointed about life. I need the light of Jesus when I'm going through some hard days. And here's the thing. We're all going to do it. We're all going to deal with bad days. We're going to deal with dark days. But we need to ask ourselves, as we go into 2022, closing out Christmas this year, closing out 2021, what needs healing in my life? What area have I kept from God? What area have I just, have I refused to give over to him? What area do I need him to heal in my life? What area do I need to let the light of God in and set me free? Because here, here's the thing, there's a lot of, people who go through life and they, they're trapped. They feel trapped, trapped by their emotions. They're trapped by compulsions. I don't know if you've ever felt this way where 
Paul talks about it in Romans 7 where I don't want to do this thing, but I keep on doing it. See, Jesus came to set us free from those things. He came to heal every area of our lives. And the only place that you can find freedom like that, freedom from the darkness, the only place is in the kingdom of light. That's the only place that you can find freedom from those things. And so God wants to heal you. He wants to heal every area. He wants to, he wants to clarify things for you. He wants to cleanse your life, to cleanse your soul. He wants to, he wants to bring a cure to the area of your life that is keeping you from living in freedom. But then number four, we need to understand that light actually causes us to grow. Light causes growth. Um, light is life to every living thing. Do you, do you know that? Like you actually, you actually need light to survive. You need light to continue to grow. Now, I'm not a, I'm not a, um, a vegetable gardener, but um, I've, tried, I've tried my hand at a few things before. But I know this. I've been told that the more daylight you have, the more sunlight that you have, the bigger crop that you're going to have. Like, you're, you're, like there's some variables, but you need sunlight in order to have a harvest. Am I right? Okay. Now, I'm not a, I don't have a green thumb, but some of you do, and, and you would know what this is. Anybody know what this is? Heat lamp? I mean, it looks like a light bulb, doesn't it? It is a light bulb. It's just a special kind of light bulb. This is a grow light. It's a grow light. Some of you know what this is because you used to grow stuff under your bed. <laughs> Get them herbs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had a brother that tried that one time. Got the grow light going under his bed. Nothing ever came of it, though. I don't think it worked. Because it, it wasn't a real grow light. It was just a regular light bulb. It was a, I'm off track. Okay, let's get back. Oh. We needed a laugh there. So this is a grow light. And, and what's special about this light is it has like the, the spectrum that's needed to be able to make things grow. So you could plug this into any light socket and, and, or a lamp and point it at a plant in your house. Or they make bigger ones that you can put uh, focused on trees in your yard. I, I know of one guy who in California, he had redwoods growing in his yard, but they were, on a, they were on a shady side of his house, and so he put up heat lamps or grow lights until they were able to get taller than the house, and then they were able to get the sunlight that they needed. And so this is just a little thing that helps things grow. And actually, that's what God wants to be for us. His light in our life actually helps us to grow. Are you following me? Is it making sense? So, so here's the spiritual application here is that in dark days, I need the light of Jesus. I need the grow light in my life so that I can become all that he wants me to become, so that he can change me for the better. Because without the grow light, I'm, I'm weak. Without the grow light, I'm, I'm malnourished. Without the grow light, I don't have the light that I need in my life. I need Jesus shining in my life so I can be what he's called me to be. All right? Here's the thing. I think one of the best ways for you to grow is what you're doing right now. And one of the best things you could do to grow is to be in church. Amen. Whether you're, you may be visiting from out of town, go back home, find a church to get involved in because I'm telling you, it will grow your life. The way we like to say it here is we, we give this one-year challenge. We'll say, give God a year of your life and, and see if things aren't completely different a year from now. 
Go through the growth track. Get on the dream team here at church. Begin serving other people. Begin using your gifts and talents. Begin a relationship with other people. Get in small groups. Find a way. Let the grow light shine on your life. And I tell you, a year from now, you will look back and you won't recognize the person that you, that you were. I'm telling you, it makes such a huge difference in your life. And so there are two ways that you can change. You can change by looking to the light or you can change under the heat. You can, you can change by running to the light or you can change when you feel the heat. And I'm telling you, there's one way that it's not quite as painful. <laughs> and that's when you see the light. When you run to the light, you don't have to wait until you feel the heat. You don't have to wait until things are, are bad. You don't have to wait until things are falling apart. You can go to the Lord right now and receive his light. He says in Ephesians that I'm asking God to give you spiritual wisdom, insight, so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. And he says, I pray that your hearts would be flooded with light, that there would be a grow light that just stays on you over and over and over again until you are confident, you, you understand the confident hope that Jesus has given you. All throughout the scripture, over and over, light, Psalm 36, 9 says, you are the giver of life. Your light lets us enjoy life. So, so in other words, life is supposed to be enjoyable, not endurable, I'm just going through life. I'm just trying to make it. Don't sign me up for that life. I don't want to just try to make it. I I, I want all that God has for me. Jesus said in John 10, 10, I've come that you would have abundant life, a life to the full. So he is the light of life. He goes on in, in John 8, Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. Why? Because that light leads to life. In 2 Corinthians, Paul says that God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory. 1 John 2, 8 says, the darkness in our life disappears and the new light of Christ shines in. And so here's the question of the day. Here's what I'm asking you. Christmas 2021, are you ready to exchange the dark days that you've gone through? the things that you've been holding on to, the areas of your life, are you ready to exchange those things for God's light? Let me ask it this way. Are you you seriously gonna go into 2022 with the same stuff? Like, are are you gonna go into 2022 with the same baggage? Are you gonna go into 2022 still not committing your life to Christ, still walking that guilt and that shame? Are you gonna go through this Christmas season with the same things that have been weighing you down, the same things that you keep going back to over and over and over again. Come on, this is Christmas. This is God's gift to us, the light of the world that frees us from guilt, that frees us from shame, that frees us from sin and sets us free in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise today. Let's give God thanks. Thank you, Lord. If you would bow your heads with me, and I want to close in prayer in just a moment. You know, the light of Jesus, the Bible says that, that his life is the light that shines in the darkness. It says in, in John that darkness cannot overcome his light, can't extinguish his light. When you try to live in your own life 
you're going to live in the dark. When you try to do things in your own way, you're going to end up in the dark. It's why things don't make sense to you. When you're walking in the dark, when you're living in the dark, there's no clarity to your life. You can't see where you're supposed to go because you're in the darkness. It's why you're burdened with negative emotions. When you're living in the dark, you have all of these these negative things that God wants to cleanse you from. God wants to set you free from, but you're in the dark. When you're in the dark, you're not healed from the brokenness in life. You're not healed from the wounds and the pains and the things that have kept you in that cycle of repetitive behavior over and over again. You need a, you need a touch of God today. You need the light of God in your life. And when you, don't have, when, when you don't have the light, when you're in the darkness, you can't grow. You can't become all that God has for you to become. And so I'm just asking you today, are you ready to change? Are you ready to flip the light? Because that's all you've got to do today. You've got to make a choice to flip the light, to turn on the light, to invite Jesus Christ, the light of Jesus Christ into your life, not just for your dark days, but for all of your days, for every moment. And I want to give you that opportunity today to invite Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life, to be the light of your life. And I'm not, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to single you out. I am going to ask you to be bold and courageous and, and lift your hand. Nobody's looking around, but I, I need you to make a decision today to decide in your heart if you're going to let the light of Jesus into your life. If you're going to let the light of Jesus shine on you. And if that's you, I want you to make a decision today. If you're ready to do that, on the count of three, just slip up your hand. One, two, three, slip up your hand. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Hands are up all over the place. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, be bold about that decision. I'm going all in with Jesus today, the light of Jesus. Thank you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. So proud of you. Thank you for your boldness. I want Jesus to be the Lord, to be the light of my life, to lead me, to guide me. Amen. Hey, let's do this. Let's pray. Every, every head bowed, every eye closed, pray this prayer with me on behalf of all those who said yes to Jesus today. Say, Jesus, I've had some dark days and I need your light. I need you to heal me. I need your light to guide me. I need your light to comfort me. To, to cleanse me, purify me, to wash me. I need your light to help me grow. And from this day forward, the best that I know how, I open my life to you. The light of your love shining in me. And I accept God's gift to me Jesus my Savior I want to follow you I want to serve you in Jesus name Amen Amen come on let's thank God today let's give God thanks